0: Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
0: It's time for me to stop, look in the mirror, and be honest about this South kind of baseball team. The Yardcocks stink right now. The Yardcocks stink right now. And I don't want to sound like someone that's flip-flopping, if you will, because just yesterday, just yesterday, And I feel like over the last couple of weeks, I've been someone who has remained as positive as I possibly could. And guys, one of the reasons I've done that is because we've all seen it, right? In the game of baseball, things can turn very, very quickly. They can also go off the rails very quickly. But things can turn very quickly. And so I wanted to believe coming into this week, a pivotal, pivotal week for this program, for this team, if you will, for many reasons. I wanted to believe that the turnaround was coming. That the upward swing, the upward trend, riding the ship, however you want to phrase it, I wanted to believe that was coming. And I will say, to be fair, to be fair, I saw some writing it off on social media. It's just a midweek. It's no big deal. And I hear you. I get where you're coming from. But you're going to have a very hard time selling that to a fan base who has watched this ball club go from 34-6 and and ranked third in the country to now 37-15 and and just fighting to cling to a hosting bid this postseason. You're going to have a hard time selling that. So, South Carolina could very well rally the troops, circle the wagons, go out and sweep Tennessee this weekend, and the mood will be much different. But let's stop playing the hypothetical game. Let's stop talking in in hypotheticals. As we sit here today, right now, not based off of opinion, not based off of anything, based off of what has happened on the field over the last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, you could have argued this was the best team in college baseball. Based off of what was happening on the field. And I've preached about it a lot. Keep the energy consistent. Keep the energy consistent, right? Don't just be there in the bad times. Don't just be there in the good times either. So let's keep the energy consistent. A couple of weeks ago, a month ago, you could argue this is the best team in college baseball. Right now, the way this team's playing, this team is playing like a team that doesn't deserve to host. This team is playing like a team that's flat out stinks. Just stinks. Call it for what it is. And I've been, I've tried to be as positive as I possibly can. And guys, I, I, I admit to you all, you've probably heard me say this before. I very selfishly do that. Because I love Carolina baseball. And I want to see Carolina baseball be great. I don't want to be the fire of the coach guy in baseball. I really don't. I don't want to lead with that energy watching this ball club, watching this program, a program that, again, guys, you know, back 0405 4 5 when it first really clicked for me, right, being a fan on the baseball side of things especially. You know, football was end of 0-2, beginning of 3 How much count of baseball was I really watching them? Baseball wasn't really televised at that point. But, like, I recall Disher, Smoke, Darnell, Havens, Harris, Honeycut. Like, the list goes on and on. And the elite tradition and the greatness of Carolina baseball. So selfishly, it's why I waited so long last season to say anything about Mark Kingston because I'm like, I don't want to be the fire of the coach guy. I've been the guy. I was the firewall mushamp guy for two years, and... As crazy as it may sound to some, as good as it was for business in regards to just putting TSUS and putting yours truly on the map, it became very exhausting. So being the fire the coach guy, it's it's not the most fun stance to take. For example, it's much more fun to be the beamer ball to the moon guy. I can assure you, anybody who thinks differently, you know, there's some out there that think I— I really get my rocks off by calling for a coach's job. I don't. I don't. I can assure you I don't. I would much rather be out here celebrating and dancing on the graves of those we dispose of because we are so good. And I am not sitting here today calling for Mark Kingston's job, believe it or not. I'm not doing it. I, I will wait until seasons end, until the dust is settled. Because this team is going to the postseason, guys. One way. Or the other. This team's going. Whether they go on the road, they host a regional, they're going. This team's going to the postseason 100%. So there's baseball to be played. And I will stand by what I said in the preseason. Super regionals are bust. And if Mark Kingston and this coaching staff, they somehow get these guys out of this rut and they guide them to a super, I'll tip my cap. And I'll say, you know what? Mark Kingston, at least based off what I said in preseason, has earned his way back. He's earned his way back. He deserves it. He deserves it. And you know what's crazy, too? This is just kind of a side note. I look back at my preseason predictions. Guys, I had 34-22, and 15-15 in SEC play. Those were my predictions before the season started. February the 15th is when I dropped those. Eliminated in the regionals was my pick. A couple of weeks ago, that sounded foolish. This team was 34-6. and We laughed about it in the Big Cock Club Discord. There's no way that'll happen. No way! Look at where we sit right now. (laughs) If Carolina gets swept this weekend, and if they keep up the type of play we saw last night against Charlotte, it'll happen. We'll be right at the 15-win mark. I'll be three games off. The prediction for the season. Wild how that works out. Anyways. Anyways. The Yardcocks stink right now. Just flat out. Across the board. You can talk about injuries all you want. You can make all the excuses in the world. This is starting to sound from Mark Kingston very much like last year. It's starting to sound identical. Identical to last year. And I know, listen, I know that there's injuries on the bump. I get it. Noah Hall's out. He's out for the year. I don't know why Kingston won't just say it. He's out for the year. It's announced this morning, Eli Jerzenbeck is out for the year. Chris Veach is apparently dealing with something in his hip. I don't know if he hurt his hip or his pride got hurt because he pitched like shit last night. Uh, I, I don't know. Other injuries on the mound as well. Guys, to me, that's not a good excuse. It's, that's just not. Not when you bragged about your quality pitching depth all preseason long. Not when Will Sanders, your quote-unquote ace, and I know he's hurt, but not when your ace hadn't pitched worth a damn all year. That's what happened. He was great as a freshman. He's been under your your tutelage for three years. He's gotten worse. So what has happened? What has happened? And because of that, you've had to slide Eli Jones to Friday, who would normally pitch in the midweek, who maybe comes in instead of an Austin Williamson or a Chris Veach, and it's no slight to those guys, but maybe Eli Jones comes into that spot, doesn't give up the runs, and you escape with, let's say, a 9-7 to win. But you know what? Maybe people would have been disgruntled and upset. You know, we didn't play well. But at least you would have won. (laughs) At least you would have won. And by the way, can we stop scheduling the Charlotte 49ers? Carolina's lost three in a row to these guys. Enough. No more Charlotte. I'm good on playing Charlotte ever again. Don't need it. It just, it's tough to find the words today, guys. The only thing that can cure what we are all feeling is winning.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash blue Wire. Just go to Indeed.com slash blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here.
0: Because right now, the way it's trending, this is trending to be one of the most epic collapses in South Carolina sports history. That's the way it's trending right now. I mean, you had a ball club that, again, top five in the country, 34 and six, top of the SEC. And I wish I had a good answer for you all. I I know Kingston will point to injuries, and I totally get it, man. There's been shuffling in the lineup. But even when you swept Florida, you weren't fully healthy. You weren't 100% healthy. I mean, Will McGillis has been out since the Missouri series. You have not been at 100% for quite a while. I understand Braylon Wimmer got hurt, which I agree was a big knock on this club. I understand Talmadge LeCroy dealt with an injury. I get that. I get that. And there's been some shuffling. I totally understand. But I just, I don't know what's happened to this team. I I don't. And I know those guys in the locker room are frustrated. We saw the stuff this morning on social media. Fans are going at players' parents, and Cole Messina's chirping them on Twitter and just madness. I have one prediction for this weekend that I know will come true. The slap dickery at Founders Park this weekend is going to be at an all time high. So if you're going, if you're going, just be careful. Be careful. But I've tried to be as optimistic and stay and stay as positive as I possibly can. And believe it or not, guys, on a day when nobody wants to hear it, still in the back of my mind, I say, you know what? There's still baseball left. And it can turn like that. It can turn like that. It really can. And maybe there's just a part of me that I just, I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe that that version of this ball club we saw a couple weeks ago that swept Florida that was looked like the best team in college baseball, like, I just, I refuse to believe that team isn't still somewhere in here. It's the same guys. I just, and I'll say this too, the expectations are what they are, and Mark Kingston's fate it will happen no matter what I say or you say, guys. If there's, As I mentioned last year, there's no gray area with this program. If you don't win, I don't have to say anything. Look at the right field wall. Like, the, the tradition is what it is. If you don't win, you're gone. Flat out. I, we don't even have to say anything. So Mark Kingston's fate will be decided. It'll take care of itself. I start to maybe look at some guys on that team in that locker room, and we're not in there. Kingston saying last night after the game that the morale is good. Sure, but what has changed? Did some guys get a little fat and happy after beating Florida? Did some guys feel like, well, you know, we're playing unranked Auburn, unranked Kentucky, you know, no big deal. We're South Carolina, man. We're we're the best team in college baseball. Like, coaches get too much of the credit Too much of the blame. The players are the one out there throwing the pitches, playing the game. What has changed? What's changed? I know baseball's a funny game. I know it's cruel. I get it. I know that. Sometimes you go out there and you can't miss. Sometimes you go out there and you want to quit the game. It's just, it's that frustrating. It's a lot like golf, right? There's some days you're feeling it, and some days you feel like you've never played in your life. I've had those days myself. Some days you play great, and some days you say, I'm going to sell my clubs and go buy a tennis racket because I'm the worst golfer to ever exist. My other question is this, guys, and again, I'm just reaching for things. I'm just reaching to figure out what the hell is going on. Did we get carried away early on with this team? Did we get carried away? You go through the SEC slate, you swept Georgia, they're terrible. You swept Mizzou, they're terrible. You took two of three from Mississippi State, they're not very good. Again, I'm just going off the standings, guys. They're not very good. They're not going to be in the postseason. Not even going to make the SEC tournament. You took one from LSU, and you looked really good in that ball game when you did it. Notice I didn't include, by the way, the non-conference slate. Because you took two of three from Clemson Sucks, but guys, the rest of it, you should have beaten those teams. Who gives a damn? You going to give you credit for sweeping Bethune-Cookman? You took game one against LSU, which was great, but you blew game two and game three didn't get played. So you come out of that series with kind of a... The narrative might be a lot different had you lost two of three there. Anyways, you split that one. You lose two of three to Vandy. No shame in that. At their place, they're very good. You sweep Florida. That was the big weekend for Carolina where it all went right. Won game one in seven innings, right? We watched that game at Fort Mill. Shout out to my Fort Mill Gamecocks. Won that game in seven innings. Then you win 5 2 7 5. Then the stretch we have seen occurred. Lose two of three to Auburn. Lose all three to Kentucky. Lose to North Florida. Lose two of three to Arkansas, which, again, no shame in it, but because of the situation you're in, it's just adding more fuel to the fire, and then you turn around and lose to Charlotte. My question to you is this. Did we get out ahead of ourselves? Again, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on because I don't understand how at one point this season— I thought this is arguably the best team in college baseball, and now this team might not even host a regional. I, I don't understand it. I'm trying to make sense of it. And again, guys, you're not going to get a fire of Mark Kingston anything from me until the season is concluded, until the last pitch has been thrown, until the last game has been played. I'm not going there yet. I don't want to go there yet. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see how it plays out. Because one of two things will happen. One of two things will happen. I know a lot of people are just ready to burn it down and cancel the rest of the season. Well, guys, here's a news flash for you. You ready? Breaking news. That's not going to happen. It's not. They got to play the last three regular season games. They're going to the SEC tournament. And get this, they're going to the postseason. Those games are going to be played whether you want them to play them or not. So, Ending the season early, quitting the season, it ain't going to happen. But one of two things are going to happen. Either this team is going to just have some sort of Augie Garrido speech, some some come-to-Jesus moment, and, and play like the team. I feel like we know they're capable of playing and have a great turnaround. I'm not even saying sweeping Tennessee. Just go win two or three. How about that? A sweep would be great. I mean, at this point, just winning one game feels like it'd be great. But anyways, this team is either going to pull their heads out of their asses and start playing good baseball and have this great comeback. The Charlotte game is going to serve as the moment where things changed or, or. It's going to continue to go down in flames, and this season will forever be remembered as one of the greatest, one of the greatest collapses in South Carolina athletics history. One of two things is going to happen. And at this point, guys, I don't know what to think. And maybe this is some of my garnet glasses coming out, right? Because I want to believe that this team this weekend, and we'll talk about this Tennessee series tomorrow in full detail, and you guys will know my prediction. I want to believe that this team is going to bounce back and show that resiliency that we've seen all year. I want to believe that. It's hard right now, though because right now this team stinks. I mean this team flat out stinks. Just not a good baseball team. That's it. It's nothing personal. It's not being a hater. It's not being a toxic fan. Right now today this team stinks. I've been very patient. I've been very kind about it. I've given benefit of the doubt I've been as positive as any over the last couple of weeks. That didn't work. So maybe it's just time to call it for what it is. This team stinks right now. And I hope I, I hope somehow these words spark some great turnaround. I hope that's the case. Because we all want Omaha. That's what we want. That's what we all want. But right now... This team is acting like it doesn't even deserve to be in the postseason. This team stinks right now, and something's got to change. It's, it's got to change quickly. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, guys. Hell, maybe it's the coach. And if that's the case, we can't have that until season's end. But something's got to give. You've, come, you've done too much good in this season to have it in this way. Th- th- too much good has happened. To have it just go out in flames. So we'll learn a lot about this ball club this weekend. We'll learn a lot. This team's been resilient all year. Do they have one more punch in them? Or is this it? Is this how it ends for the 2023 yard goal?